everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode. Look at me posting two weeks in a row, like crazy. Um, so this episode has sort of been sitting around in my little Google Doc that I have for a while. Um, I was going to do it in December and then, you know, things have gotten crazy and, you know, it just kind of you know, slipped my mind. But now that things seem to have settled down a little bit, I wanted to do a little Sondheim-centered episode, but also one that does relate to Phantom, um, because obviously this is a podcast dedicated to Phantom. So as we all know by now, um, it's been a couple months now, um, legendary composer and lyricist Stephen Sondheim passed away on November 26th of last year, 2021. Um, Now listen, Phantom will always remain my favorite show of all time. That's a given. But I do like a lot of other shows. Um, You know, Phantom and Love Never Dies because it is the sequel to Phantom. Those are like the top one and two spots. Like, you know, there's no real changing that. But there are a lot of other shows that make up the third and the fourth and the fifth spot, you know, and so on down the list. Um, a lot of Sondheim shows are make up some of my favorite shows. I th- would say that Sweeney Todd is probably my favorite Sondheim show. Um, granted, I haven't, you know, listened to every Sondheim work that he put out. Um, but, you know, similar even to Andrew Lloyd Webber's works. There are some things that you like by certain people. And this is across the board, whether it's art or music or books, you know, whatever it is. There are some things that you gravitate towards and you like. And other things where you like a bit of it, but maybe not a lot of it. And other things that you just never really look at or pick up because, you know, you're busy or it just doesn't um, excite you as other works of theirs might. Um But yeah, I, you know, absolutely love a lot of like singular songs from Sondheim shows. Um, I would say as a whole, I love West Side Story. Um, I love Gypsy, you know, a lot of his works. And then there are some of his works where, you know, again, similar to Angeloid Webber, like I'm not a huge fan of Cats. Never have been. I've watched it several times. Never got into it, but I love a couple songs in the show. Same goes for, you know, Sondheim's works. Um, Some of his shows I never really got into, but he does have a lot of very nice um, songs. Um, Speaking of Angeloid Webber, I always found it ironic that he and Sondheim were born on the same day. I think it was 18 years apart, which is always interesting to me because, you know, they always get compared. A lot of people, especially critics, a lot of critics are like, oh, well, Sondheim is the more like, you know, um, how would you put it? I guess more sophisticated. He has the more sophisticated arrangements and lyrics, especially. They always tend to talk about lyrics. And I'm like, well, Angela Weber doesn't really write his own lyrics. So, I think it's kind of unfair that they compare them a lot because they don't, they compose, but they, you know, they didn't 
really do the same thing with the lyrics. But whatever, that's it's a conversation for another time. So I did something similar on my Instagram um, at the time, actually, a little, a couple days after he passed. Um, so I want to take some phantom performers and talk about them who have also been in Sondheim shows as well. Um, because, you know, there definitely seems to be that overlap, like similar to how um, a lot of phantom performers have been in Les Mis as well. Now, I do want to preface this by saying that this is just a small handful of actors that have been in both, you know, were in works by both um, composers. There are definitely other Sondheim shows that these actors were in as well. You know, if I wanted to sort of, I just don't have the time to go through like all of their bios and research how many Sondheim shows they've been in and everything. So you're probably just going to hear like one Sondheim show that they've been in and then what they were in um, for The Phantom. Um, Also, it seems like Sweeney Todd is a popular like sort of Sondheim crossover. A lot of the people that I looked at who have been in Sondheim and um, Phantom, a Sondheim show in Phantom, a lot of them were in Sweeney Todd. Some of them other Sondheim shows as well, but a lot of them were in Sweeney Todd, which is very, very interesting. Um, Not that I'm complaining. I love Sweeney Todd. So, um, yeah. So again, this is not a complete list by any means. Um, When I talk about the actors, I'm going to mention like one Sondheim show. They probably were in others. You know, relax. It's it's not that deep. It's totally fine. (laughs) Um... But yeah, any of the actors that I mention here, some I may not have talked about it a lot, some I may have um, previously, definitely recommend that you check all of them out because they're all incredibly talented. And if they were in other Sondheim shows, you can probably find recordings or something of them online. So let's get into it. So first we have Anthony Warlow, who I would say is quite popular um in Australia that's probably even an understatement I would say he's definitely one of like the most well-known um Australian artists especially in terms of musical theater um he was in a 2019 Australian tour of Sweeney Todd where he played the title role and of course he was also in two Australian tours from 1990 to 91 and then 2007 to 2009 I was watching a video um, on YouTube that was um, done, it was like an interview, when he was returning to the role in 2007 of Phantom, and I believe in it, he mentions that after his first run as the Phantom, they asked him to come to London to reprise the role of Phantom, and I'd have to watch the video again to see if it was because he wanted to take a break, or if he wanted to do another... um, role in you know try something different but imagine if we had Anthony Warlow in London that would have been pretty iconic I think um but you know he was still amazing no matter where he did it so I'm I'm very happy with um the two runs that we do have of him next we have Sophia Escobar she played Maria I believe she's split 
the role of Maria in the 50th anniversary tour of West Side Story in 2008. And she was also understudy Christine in London from 2007 to 2008, and then she became principal from 2010 to 2013. It was so cute um, a couple weeks before she left in 2013 um, because she was pregnant, which is why she was leaving. So at, you know, the last couple weeks, she had like a little bump under her costumes. So it was, it was actually like very cute. Um, I believe, I might be wrong here, but I believe that when she left in 2013, they originally said that it was going to be kind of like a maternity leave and she would return at some point, but she didn't. So I don't know, maybe it kind of, maybe she just decided like, you know, she wanted to be home with her baby instead of like, you know, coming back and, um, being thrown right into it again. Um, but props to her. Cause you know, I don't even know if I could do the role of Christine as I am, let alone pregnant. Like that's, um, that's some real like power to her right there. Um, she did also, I believe it was 2019. She did, it was like a semi staged concert in, um, in Lisbon. Um, and I believe, I believe it was sung in English. She sounded really nice. So I would, you know, I wouldn't be opposed um, to her like returning and, um, doing the role one more time. That would be really cool. Um, next Norm Lewis. I love Norm. And, you know, to be quite honest with you, I mean, I would say he is a pretty well-known, um, Broadway, um, performer and actor, but in terms of Phantom, I feel like he's popular, but he sometimes also, like, gets sort of, not cast aside, but sort of is a little bit unknown at the same time. Like, you know what I'm trying to say. Like, um, I, I don't know. You, you get it. Um, <laughs> but uh, he played Sweeney Todd in 1999, 2009, and uh, 2017. And, of course, he was the first black actor to play the Phantom on Broadway. A lot of people, when I say um, that, they'll be like, well, wait a minute, what about Robert Guillaume? And I'm like, yes, he was the first um, actor, um, the first black actor to play the Phantom anywhere. But Norm Lewis was the first um, actor, the first black actor to do the part on Broadway. So, um, and he was there from 2014 to 15. I've said this before, but he is one of two phantoms that has made me cry during music of the night. I couldn't really tell you what it is. The other phantom was Michael Crawford. Um, I can't really tell you what it is about what they do that makes me, that made me cry during music of the night. But I mean, it was just, he kind of had to be there to experience it. I mean, I didn't see Michael Crawford live when he was in the role, but he has the kind of power where you can even see it like on a video or something. But um, Norm Lewis, when I sat there and he he did his thing and I don't know, it was just it was so overwhelming in like the best way for me. So, um, yeah, he made me cry during music of the night. And my mom during the intermission, she was like, were you crying? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, but music of the night isn't sad. Like, isn't that for the end of the show? And I was like, it's a thing. It's a thing. Um, but yeah, in terms of phantoms, I feel like he is well known, but he doesn't maybe get talked about 
as much as like he did when he was in the role and as other phantoms do even after they've been in the part so yeah norm lewis check him out he's amazing um speaking of michael crawford uh he is next he played hero in the 1966 movie of a funny thing happened on the way to the forum which is definitely a lesser known sondheim work um actually that used to be one of my favorite movies when i was younger I had interesting tastes as a kid. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I used to watch that movie like every time it came on TV. I thought it was, I mean, it is like a comedy, but I thought it was like the funniest thing that I had ever seen in my life. Um, And I still do enjoy it now, but I just like don't watch it as much because, you know, whatever. Um, And of course, he was the original Phantom in London from 1986 to 87, the original Broadway Phantom in 88, And the original L.A. Phantom from 1989 to 91. You know, it has always, I mean, I've always sort of wondered, I guess. I guess that's just um, how it ended up working out. But I always wondered why on Broadway, because, listen, and I'm not saying this to be, like, mean, but, you know, Broadway is Broadway. It's, like, the center of theater. The West End... Um, I would say, I mean, obviously the West End is, you know, insanely popular. A bunch of tourists go there. It is a huge theater scene, but I don't know, just from the way, like, I guess it gets advertised in certain things and the way that people talk about it, Broadway seems to be like, you know, that's where people want to be. If actors, you know, if they're born in the UK and they make it to the West End, like, I consider that a huge achievement and like I consider West End to be like the equivalent of Broadway but the way that others talk about Broadway it seems to me that um that's sort of like the big center of everything I could be wrong by that so you know when Michael Crawford he spent like you know a good year he spent a year in London and then in LA he did like another year and then he came back for a little bit. Um, so I've always wondered why on Broadway, if it's considered to be like, you know, the huge center of everything. Um, I always wondered why he only ended up doing, what was it? It was from January, late January until early October. So that's like, what, like just about nine months. So, you know, I always kind of wondered, I guess, you know, at the time, he, you know, they were opening the LA production and maybe he wanted to prepare for that and, you know, have some, have a little break before jumping into the LA production. I don't know really what the reasoning was. Um, and I guess at that point he could have spent, you know, just a month in the role and he would have been like insanely, um, popular. Cause that was like, you know, by the time fandom came to Broadway, it was like the height of like phantom fever or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I always wondered why he only spent like about nine months in the part. Next, uh, we have Chris Grondahl. I, I feel like I, I butchered that, but nothing, nothing really changes here. I'm always butchering names. You guys get it. Um, you guys are very patient with me and I appreciate it. Um, so he played Anthony in the first U.S. tour of Sweeney Todd and he's in the filming, the 1982 filming that they did of that tour, which, um, probably is my favorite, uh, 
um, I guess, filmed version. Because, I mean, they don't really have a ton of filmed versions of Sweeney Todd. There's quite a few concerts that have been filmed. Um, but in terms of, like, the actual original staging, um, that's, I think, pretty much it in terms of official um, videos anyway. Um, you know, another thing, Sweeney Todd, when I first watched it, especially because, you know, you're meant to see a show live. That's, you know, how you're supposed to see it being presented. So when a stage version gets filmed, sometimes you see stuff that you might not see the same way as you do when you see it live. And you're like, huh, that's kind of weird. Um, so when I watched the uh, 1982 version the tour that they filmed. When I first watched it, first of all, I was much younger, but when I first watched it, I was like, this is kind of weird. Like, you can see people moving the props in and out, and you can kind of see, like, like the side areas and all that stuff, and I didn't quite get it. But as I've grown older and have come to appreciate many other things in life, um, I've also come to appreciate how Prince is staging for that show um, and sort of how it sort of describes the story and how he wanted it to be presented and told um and also I mean it's how Prince he wouldn't put anything on that stage if it didn't belong there or mean something so now I I get it <laughs> I get it um and you know love Sweeney Todd it's great um and also uh Chris he reprised the role of Anthony at the Houston Grand Opera and he was in the original Broadway company of Phantom playing Andre, and I believe he understudied Ral as well. And then he took over the title role of Phantom on Broadway from 1989 to 90, and he was in Canada in the title role as well. Now, I've heard the years that he was in Canada as being 1992 to 93, but there's a video of him from 1995, that's at least listed as being from 1995. Sometimes they get a little mislabeled. So um, he was in Canada in the 90s. We're going to go with that. <laughs> um, I like Chris. I like his voice. He's very pretty solid overall. My mom saw him as Andre and as the Phantom. I got to get her on this podcast one time because she has seen, she saw a lot of the early Phantoms that not a ton of people at least talk about seeing. So I'd like to have her on here one time. Um, but yeah, solid Phantom, like his voice, very good. Um, yeah. Now here's another Sondheim show that really doesn't get talked about that much. Um, Michael Ball was in the original London production of Passion, and he played Raoul in London from 1987 to 88. Um, I have to sit down and listen to a couple of songs from Passion, because it's not really a show that I've ever heard of that much and I assume a lot of other people probably haven't heard of it because when you think of Sondheim you think like West Side Story, Sweeney Todd, Sunday in the Park with George, you know you don't really like you know the sh a show called Passion doesn't really sort of you know stick in your brain probably because there hasn't been like a ton of I'm assuming at least that there hasn't been a ton of um, productions done of it as well but you know, one of those things, what are you going to do? But I did listen to one song from Passion, um, from, um, I believe it's like a solo-ish song that Michael Ball has, and it did, it did sound fairly 
good. The lyrics sounded quite nice. Michael Ball sounded nice, as always. So definitely a show that I will have to sit down and listen to. Next, we have Sierra Boggess. Uh, she was Cinderella in Into the Woods at the Hollywood Bowl in 2019. And of course, she played Christine in Vegas from 2006 to 7, again in 2011 for the 25th anniversary, in 2013 for Broadway's 25th anniversary, and again in 2014 when Norm Lewis joined. And she was also the original Christine in Love Never Dies. Um, next, Jay Armstrong Johnson. Um, he played Anthony in the 2014 uh, Lincoln Center and the New York Philharmonic productions of Sweeney Todd. And he was Rowell on Broadway from 2018 to 19. I mean, listen, um, first of all, I think his acting as Anthony was actually very good. Um, as Rowell, I saw him twice. Once was early earlier on into his run and then one was a little bit later into his run I think that earlier into his run I preferred his acting a bit more which I have seen some other people concur with um but that's just my opinion but I I do love his voice um very much very much um next Megan Paterno she was in Candide alongside Jay Armstrong Johnson in 2017 and of course was Christine in the U.S. tour of Love Never Dies and in the original Phantom in the world tour in 2019 and then on Broadway from 2019 until January of 2022 I really do miss her I mean listen I I love I adore Emily um, on Broadway. I adore Emily. I love Julia, who's now the alternate. I, I love them all so much, and I wish that, like, they could, like, all of my favorite Christines, I wish that they could all just split the role somehow, um, but obviously that's not possible, um, but I do miss Megan, um, and I, I do feel kind of bad for her because, um, you know, she was with the world tour, and then she was joining the Broadway company, and she had maybe, like, six months, five months or so, um, until COVID shut everything down and then she finally comes back in October of last year and she gets a couple months and then her final month in January she gets COVID and she's out for like I think it was like two two and a half weeks so I miss her I do she was just you know she's she's a wonderful actress and she has such an incredible voice so I miss her but what are you gonna do um, so the last two here feature two people in each that were both in Phantom and a Sondheim show. So, uh, we have, let's see, next is Lisa Vroman and Davis Gaines. They were in, um, Sweeney Todd in the San Francisco concert in 2001. Lisa was Joanna and Davis Gaines was Anthony. And Lisa and uh, Davis also did um, Christine and the Phantom uh, together in the San Francisco production. So they did both shows in San Francisco together, which is, um, you know, a neat coincidence, I think. Um, but separately, Lisa played Christine in L.A., San Francisco, the U.S. tour, and Broadway for about... 10 years really um I also heard a rumor that she was in Canada but I, I don't think I don't think that's I don't know if that's true I know that she sang with um 
Colm Wilkinson when it when Cameron McIntosh did that like hey Mr. Producer thing but I I I don't think Lisa was in Canada but um Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong on that. Uh, Davis Gaines was Ral on Broadway in 1990, and he played The Phantom on Broadway, L.A., and San Francisco. Um, And next, well, this is actually the last pairing here. We have Ramin Karimlu and Kayleigh Voorhees in Prince of Broadway when they did a West Side Story medley. Um, Now, Prince of Broadway was a review of how princes work, so it wasn't the actual show of West Side Story. Um, So I guess it kind of counts, but kind of doesn't, but I'm putting it on here anyways. Um, Ramin was Ral in London from 2003 to 4, Standby Phantom in 2006, and then Principal Phantom from 2007 to 2009. Then he left London to originate the role of the Phantom in Love Never Dies from 2010 to 2011. And then he hopped into the 25th anniversary in 2011. And he also did a uh, concert in Korea in 2018. So um, he did a lot. (laughs) You know, um, 2007 until 2011 were really like, seemed to be like heavy um, years for him because it was like the London production and then Love Never Dies and then the 25th anniversary so it must have definitely been like a little bit of a sigh of relief when he could breathe a little bit. Um, Kaylee was in the Broadway company off and on from 2014 to 2019 and she did a two-week stint in the world tour in 2020. So yeah Lisa and Davis and then Ramin and Kaylee they both sort of um two pairs that did something together lisa and davis being in sweeney todd and phantom at the same time together opposite one another and then ramin and kaylee being in prince of broadway together and duetting like doing a west side story medley together that one maybe kind of counts kind of doesn't but i'm counting it here just um just because I want to. Um, so yeah, those are all the people. Again, not a complete list by any means. There are definitely many, 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 um, other actors who have been in Phantom and multiple Sondheim shows probably as well. Um, and you know, I think a complete list, especially because there are so many ensemble members that have been in the show over the years and, you know, a lot of ensemble members and understudies that were in, like those, you know, pre-internet, especially like in productions around the world, like we don't even, a lot of names we don't even know. Um, So it would, I think it would be near impossible (laughs) to uh, list everyone, but that is a handful of people that have sort of done the crossover, if you if you want to call it that. So uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. And as always, I send you all my love. Bye.